that's also when I feel like sneaker cultures started dying when it was just it just became about rich people can get any shoe they want. That's when I thought, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Now I'm wearing Crocs and I the last <laughs> <laughs> um Puma had a sale last week and I bought a pair of the classic Pumas for like forty five dollars. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think I have overlooked Puma for a while. Like it was hot, you know, when we were younger. Like we still love the track suits and shit. I never got into the hype, but I'm starting to I'm starting to peep game a little bit more with Puma. My dad is a Puma stan. <laughs> Naturally. Um once I got those R RSXs, the chunky shoes, mm-hmm. that's when I like I started checking for them more. Yeah, those definitely made a hit. And then they just fell off quick. Yeah. Now you can get them for like $60. What be happening? I think sometimes some shoes pop and then they overproduce them and then they don't sell the same way. Yeah, you like even the Creepers. Yeah. I don't feel like they have as much hype for real. And I like the Creepers. Yeah. I feel like that's a fashion girl sneaker right there. Yeah, and it's not selling. And Rihanna. Even with, yeah, even with Rihanna being connected to it, it's just like, what? I think it's just a disconnect. People would rather wear fake Jordans than wear a dope collab with another brand. But I do feel like Puma is going to probably be bigger in the next couple of years because they start doing Puma basketball. Mm. And LaMelo has a sneaker with them. And the LaMelo's look nice. Yeah, I've been seeing all these um, <laughs> tweets about that girl who showed her shoes off DH Gate. <laughs> the bird was like, this is a mental illness. <laughs> like, and I don't know if it's that deep, but. You got to remember the way that we grew up, like, especially like, like boys. You would never be seen with no fake Jordans. Yeah. Now, some of these replicas be legit. Those are the Lamellas. Oh, hell yeah. It's giving when Katie came out with his sneakers, the colorways. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. A lot of these young niggas got some pretty dope sneakers. Here's another pair of the Lamellas. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good Yeezy colorway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk about Yeezy no more. <laughs> um, Yeezy's then fell off too. Yeah, hard. Yeah, nobody talking about Yeezy sneakers no more. Or the foam runners. No. Even though, like, the Adidas, Adidas, uh, what's his name? Place for Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards. He has a shoe that just came out. And it's dope. Adidas has had some good collabs. I'm kind of sad. Oh wow! Now that that's some futuristic shit. I know that's a that's a nice first shoe. 
the dopest shoe right now to me is the Nike Sabrina one. Like it's Sabrina Iniesco. I can't remember how to say it. She plays for the Liberty. But this is like the first girl sneaker that I want in unisex ways. All these fucking ads on everything. I still want all of the fucking Ivy Park sneakers. It's got to be a way to come up off them too. Especially now that she ended the deal. Oh yeah, that's clean. That's that's one of the best basketball shoes out right now. And it's a girl sneaker. Mm, yeah. But she is the one that's uh stayed with Kobe and trained with Kobe before he died. So like the shoes are partially based on Kobe. I can see that. The Kobe's are coming back too. What? Yeah, they they came out with the reverse Grinches the other day. I'm talking about I'm out of the sneaker game and I'm telling y'all these sneakers. I'm guessing all of those proceeds are going to his family. Yeah, because they re-signed a deal with Nike and like, yeah, forever he'll be branded with Nike. That's good. But they're these are the reverse Grinches. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the original Grinches are still one of my fucking... That bright-ass green. That's one of my grails. If I ever get a pair of Grinches... I love a good highlighter sneaker. And those were the ones that he he uh, wore on Christmas Day. I remember when those dropped. Like, that whole little era was dope. When it was the Kobe's, the KD's, the early KD's, and then the LeBron's. Because all their releases were dope as fuck. I, I, yeah, that, that Katie LeBron hype, bro. Whew. It was so like my shirt. Yeah, I was looking at it. <laughs> you made it? No, I got this from uh, Philadelphia Print Works. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's dope. They're the same ones that made that uh, vote for Fannie Lou Hamer mm. shirt. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're owned by a black queer couple, I believe. So all their shirts have like political messages. They're the ones that made that uh Tubman sweatshirt with the gun under it. This is gonna be a fashion podcast, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Man, speaking of fashion, did we talk about Fantasia? Uh uh-uh. uh. In her fucking all of her press run looks. She has looked amazing. Bro. Ta- I'm like, every time she posts, I'm just like, damn. But everybody's been talking about uh Oprah and her weight loss. Yeah. Being on Ozempic, and I was just like, oh God. Folks is finna be mad. Bruh, that Ozempic shit. Oh man, it's gonna be some. It's another big pharma thing. Yeah, it's but it's gonna be some. Did you take Ozempic in <laughs> 2023? It's gonna be some. It's giving me so philioma. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I started to buy it. 
today. Because, you know, as we've said, Harriet Tubman was a gat toting pistol holding <laughs> nigga on your damn street. Yeah, that's lit. But, um, yeah, color, I'm I'm excited for Color Purple. Um, I'm just waiting to see how people react because, you know, people these days be reacting like if, like, it's that perfectionist fallacy bullshit. If it's not perfect, then it's trash. Remakes are hard. Especially because this one is based on the musical, not mm-hmm. the original movie that we've all seen. Yep. I feel like people are already, people are going into it ready to criticize. Um, I've, I'm ready to see who all gets an Oscar from this movie. Because that push is about to be hard. But they got some amazing actors in this. You got Coleman Domingo. They said Fantasia is acting her ass off in this movie. Yeah, didn't they say, she, um, didn't she have a nominee, a nomination? Uh, they said she's gonna get it. And they said, uh, Taraje did good in it. I think she's playing should. Um, yeah, she is. And then Danielle Brooks is playing, uh, Sophia. Yep. And she can act. It's gonna be a good one. I just don't want to get to a phase where I hate Coleman Domingo. I don't really like musicals, but I'm excited for it. I heard this one isn't like I watched Kevin Angel's show. They said it's not like super sing songy. Like it's still dialogue and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, I like musicals. But I grew up watching musicals. My mom is a musical person. It's only a couple of musicals I can tolerate, and that's The Wiz, uh, the other, the actual Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland, Dream Girls. So the black ones, not just <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Did you uh, like Sparkle? I didn't see Sparkle. Really? I feel like I think that's it for real. I saw Chicago on Broadway. It's pretty cool. But did you like Rent? Because I feel like Rent was like the musical of our generation when we were like in high school and shit. Yeah, I liked Rent, but it's not something that I would rewatch. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> five thousand three five six minutes. How do you measure measure a year? Um they they I mean they definitely had some good songs on it. Um I want to hold your hand. That song. Yeah, I'm just not a musical girly. Even like, even when Tyler Perry had his plays, it was watchable for me because they were funny. But But it would still be some moments where I'm just like, all right, bro, like, (laughs) cut the bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Why you got to sing every goddamn song? (laughs) Every minute and a half it's a song. Like, please let me breathe. Let a bitch breathe. <laughs> um, so, like I said, I grew up watching musicals with my mom, which that's going to sound so mama's boyish. <laughs> Sing It in the Rain. The Wiz, of course, that's my mom's favorite. Like all black women. Um, 
Bye Bye Birdie, Hello Dolly. Sound of Music. Mm. Every Christmas, Patricia Woods is watching Sound of Music. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yep. Uh, all the Disney movies, like so, Jungle Book, Robin Hood, uh, Lion King. Yeah. I think we don't think of those as musicals, though. Yeah. But they totally. But are. they are for sure. Yeah. They replaced the big, like, Broadway musical movies. Like, because after, like, the 70s, people stopped making those type of musicals. And then they just start focusing on animated musicals. Willy Wonka is one of my favorites. I sing songs from Willy Wonka all the time. Like, when I got that Beyonce ticket. I was really walking around. I never <laughs> thought that I would find yeah. Willy Wonka moon. for sure. Yeah, standing around because I got a golden dick. I feel like Kiki Palmer when she was like, "I don't too much like the musicals," and then she started singing the whole fucking song for <laughs> right? high school musical. She was like, "Wait a minute, maybe I do like musicals." <laughs> I think because we just think of like bad musicals. Yeah, sometimes it's just cheesy. Like I don't know, it has to be done right the the music got to be spaced out properly and it has to fit yeah also really liked fiddler on the roof if i were a rich man never saw that uh carmen not the beyonce one but the actual (laughs) not not the hip-hopera not the (laughs) hip-hopera but the original carmen because carmen jones yeah. Also, that that's another one I grew up watching. Uh, who was um, what actress was that? Dorothy, Dorothy Dandridge. Dandridge. The legendary Dorothy Dandridge. She was so beautiful. She was. That's why it is funny that Beyonce's first movie is a Carmen remake, but it's a hip hop. <laughs> It was hip hop as fuck. It really was. Makai Pfeiffer. Yep. Had Bow Wow and JD. What a time. It's something about that early 2000s. We've was, seen a mini thing being millennial children. We have. Like, MTV and BT and Nickelodeon used to be the fucking shit. And they were playing amazing music and everything. Yep. These kids ain't got that shit. Man, MTV. MTV had the shows. Bro, real world, road rules. Real world, for sure. Road rules. Daria. What was another? MTV Cribs. Uh, Diary. Made. Um... It's another one that used to be. Oh, True Life. Oh, yeah. Bro, somebody put a clip up of True Life. Uh, I'm in an interracial relationship. What? I remember that episode. I don't remember that. Because it was a, like. It, it must have been a. They they had to be in the South. They uh One of them did. Let me see. Because, like. You ever have a moment where like a memory unlocks and you're like, I do remember that shit. 
Because it was this one couple. It was a white boy and a uh, he was dating a black girl. And they went to, at the end, they go to the Lorraine Motel. Hmm. And she's like boohooing. Because, you know, that's where Dr. King was killed. I don't think I've seen that one. And then the one that everybody remembers, uh, True Life, I Have Tourette's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bro. And then, <laughs> if, bro. If we was on Twitter doing them times. It would have been bad, bro. Because when she was cussing out her mom, when her mom was trying to help her put <laughs> her clothes on. I uh, I cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> what the? What's Try to, you know, make themselves feel better by coming up with excuses for why she's with me. See, when I see like that, I got to give my thoughts, man. Like, I don't know how you got that. You know what I'm saying? Or, uh, you know, try to be little me. She's doing this right now. See, you like the little advertising, you know, the spinach. Here comes talking. They say things like, I don't know why you're with that white boy. He can't hit it right. That white boy clearly, though, is a real, he hang out with niggas. He got all the markers of I hang out with niggas. The haircut, the earring. I also feel like that was a that was a different era white boy. Them early 2000s, like Eminem wannabes that like would hang out with niggas and wouldn't think about saying the N-word and they knew the rules and shit. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the era of the low cut, low cut white boy. <laughs> Like the low cut Caesar white boy, they don't make them niggas too much anymore. No, they're not the same. They be like these new white boys be trying to be niggas, like real niggas. (laughs) Um, another funny true life one was uh, I'm addicted to porn. Did you ever see that one? I feel like it. It was that one dude that was smoking a black and mild while watching porn. Like, acting like it's some player shit. Tell you how funny this is. <laughs> so, you know, a couple weeks ago when Ruby Rose had that picture where she had met her biggest OnlyFans contributor. Yeah, that dude who dropped like 60-something thousand. It was that nigga. Wow. He's giving her like a hundred thousand. That's crazy, bro. Sex got these niggas in a chokehold. The possibility of sex, because it's all his. It's also giving incel. Oh yeah, you're not even having sex, bro. But you spending money on the possibility. Look, if I'm spending, look. How do I say this without it? <laughs> <laughs> if I would pay this much money, <laughs> it better be a guarantee, not a possibility. Right. Like, I'm straight up negotiating. Be like, okay, so we're having sex, right? <laughs> like, it's not, I don't look. I'm straight up, look, this is a respectful thing. Look, straight transaction, we're having sex, right? I, I think I deserve it at this point. Right, like, hey, I mean, first couple thousand were on the house, but you know, 
I'm not trying to pressure nobody in no situation, but I just want to know. Because I can leave. The fact <laughs> that he even got that kind of money to spend. Bro, that's more money than a lot of people make in, in a today's year. today's economy? Apparently, he got big on Bitcoin. Like, he was an early investor on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. My thing is, though, bro, hey, look, you could find somebody that straight up transaction be like, yeah, we fucking like, bet. A lot cheaper than that. What what is the the money threshold limit to where it's like all right, you got to give it up now. <laughs> I'm gonna say five thousand. Yeah, yeah. Once we get into multiple thousands, I just feel like all right, come on. You you got. I ain't saying you got to, <laughs> but quit playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> Some niggas would be like, a thousand? <laughs> Ooh. But no, like, if you straight up just tricking, bro, if I... How do we talk about this? No, fuck it. We just gonna be real. It's hard. We can't be politically correct all the time. All right, bro. If I fly you out, I'm not saying I'm assuming that sex is going to happen. But I'm willing to believe that sex probably would happen. Right, right, right. I ain't going to pressure no situation or nothing. We going to see what how the vibes go. But if I'm spending, if I'm giving you like thousands just on some bullshit, I ain't doing that for just anybody. You got to also just think about the premise of it, though. It's just like, we if we don't have a like talking dating relationship you know what i'm saying like we this isn't a situation where it's like oh you know we've been communicating and facetime consistently for 3 months and now we finally want to meet each other if this is like a couple weeks okay i want to fly you out type shit i just feel like there's already some sexual undertones Going on, because you know what I'm saying like, why am I flying you out to be in the same space with me when I barely know you? Right. If it's not for sex. Right. Now I do feel like this should be an open conversation, somewhat. It ain't got to be like all formal shit. Like, what are we expecting out of this? <laughs> What's gonna happen? Right. When I come out here. What what do you want? What are right. you comfortable with? For me, I'm not just flying out anybody. Like if I have a long, like hypothetically speaking, if I have a long distance relationship or something, that's the only reason I would pay for somebody to come stay with me. Right. But under that assumption, I'm assuming I'm going to have sex with that person. Also. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that's just the truth about it. Yeah. And I know people are going to be like, you should never assume. If I'm dating somebody and they are coming to see me and I haven't seen them in a long time, I'm going to assume I'm going to have sex with them. And I don't think that's fucked up to believe that. I don't think so either. There was another conversation similar on Twitter. I think like last week or something maybe where um, somebody was like, you know, if you go on vacation with a man, are you... 
it's assuming that you're going to be having sex or this and the third. And some people are just like, no, you know, it shouldn't be all about sex. Like, you can go on a vacation. But at the same time, it's just like, but why are you even going on a vacation with somebody of the opposite sex if there's... For one, not a relationship there. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm not finna go on, especially no like tropical vacation, where we finna be half naked, and then too like we sleeping in the same room. That was that was some more comments. It was just like, I mean, I feel like if you decide to go and you know that you're not trying to be on that with that person, then you can get your own room. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then that would definitely establish the boundary of. This is just a platonic situation, but or you could just tell that person what are we expecting? Like, just be adults about it. Be like, is this a romantic getaway or is this like on some homie shit? Right. Like, I just feel like for one, if I'm going on a vacation with somebody that's a friend, nine times out of ten, it's not just gonna be us two. Right. But when it comes to just male and female dynamic, to agree to go on a vacation is just kind of like... That's a level of intimacy that is not platonic. Right. Y'all are literally going to be doing everything together. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, outings. It's couple shit. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. I Look, we are... We're both nuanced people. But, like, let's just be real about it. Yeah. Bruh, it's certain things you don't do with people. It's not wrong if you decide not to have sex, but it's just, like, when you make an agreement to do these certain things, you have to know. It's a likelihood that this might end up sexual. Yeah, like, that this person is trying to be on an intimate level with you. Like, don't be stupid. Don't be dumb. Now, men... Go have to say this explicitly. That don't mean pressure a woman. Yeah, don't try to coerce. That don't no mean situation. she owe you nothing. No, but be clear about your intentions, and let the cards fall where they be. And women, if you know you don't want to fuck this nigga, be clear about your. What, before what you even accept the invitation, before you let that man book anything, just go ahead and be upfront and be like. Just want to let you know, we may or may not, but nothing is guaranteed. But the reason people won't do that is because they want to go on that fucking trip. Right. And that's where the game gets fucked up on both ends. It's it's giving that going out with a nigga for free dinner vibes. Which is, bro, what? Which is still lame. It's very lame. It's, now I will say I agree with people online when they be like, that's on you as a man to know if you going on a date to like with somebody who's actually interested in you or is just trying to uh, get a free meal. Mm-hmm. But it's also bum behavior on the woman. Yeah, don't don't use someone's interest in you in that way. That's no. not fair. It's just dating is wild, but it's like the discussions about dating are so absurd that they operate outside of like, we should have conversations about consent, things like that. Mm. Those are things that in everyday situations come up. 
But motherfuckers be talking about take like flying niggas out or getting flowed out, flewed out in this economy. Either somebody's scamming or something, bro. Yep. Damn. Man, I wish I could find a scamming ass uh, <laughs> woman that'll put me up, <laughs> fly me out. Oh. Go get you something nice. Like, Buy me a Rolex. Okay, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if a woman bought me a Rolex, she getting it. <laughs> if you, ladies, if you fly me out, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your intentions? I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> Like, I ain't playing coy with that shit. Like, yeah, baby, I'm gonna be spread eagle. Let's go. <laughs> What's that uh, video? Not spread eagle. <laughs> What's that video? What's good? I'm a slut. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But that shit ain't gonna happen to me. So these are just dreams. Dreams of a scamming ass chick flying me out. I need a scammer right now. I got some shit I need for Christmas. <laughs> Where the boost is at? <laughs> Where the Grinch is at? <laughs> Bro, my sister said um, that CVS uh, on University got robbed last week. Damn. She, was, she said that uh, she heard a lot of sirens. I don't know if she was outside or not. I can't remember. She was like, girl, apparently this CVS just got robbed. There's cops everywhere. I'm like, damn. The CVS? Niggas robbing pharmacies? Oh. I wonder if they I go wonder to- if they went for the pharmaceuticals or that's the most expensive thing in that motherfucker. Cause I was gonna say, what else would you be getting out of CVS? Chips and juice? <laughs> Goldfish? <laughs> Bath products? Uh, overpriced waters. <laughs> Rubbing alcohol, like what, what are y'all getting out of there? Hey, I got them band aids on the low. I'm, my guess is it had to be the pharmacy. I know some of our listeners are uh, in the pharmacy world. I thought some of the like the hardcore pharmaceuticals would be locked up. Yeah, locked down. I would think. I would think so too, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's to a very specific doctor. If you are listening, hit my line and tell me. <laughs> I'm wondering. Because, I mean, that's the, like you said, that's the most valuable thing there. I'm trying to think what else could be worth nothing. Because you get you one bottle of the good shit. That's your profit there. Unless my only other guess would be just some people who were super down bad and needed some food and shit. But still, I mean... But CBS is very specific. Now, the thing is, up front staff, it's not that many people. Yeah. So if you are just trying to... Maybe they know that they don't really be having security like that, like a Walmart. We're totally casing out. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand, bro. I know times is hard, but a CVS is wild. That is wild. What's the dumbest place you could rob outside of like Walmart or a bank? The dumbest place to rob. 
a jewelry store. That is the exact, that's the dumbest place you could ever rob. Because mm. they got all type of, like, they know where them jewels be going. Cameras. I know a guy who, uh, he robbed a jewelry store, like, him and a couple other people, like, three or four years ago. They went to Atlanta. And they were, like, playing on doing all this shit. They were in a hotel. Feds came in that motherfucker. All them niggas got locked up. They knew exactly where the fuck they were. Damn. Yeah. Them jewelry stores don't be playing. That's no. surveillance times a thousand. Them blood diamonds are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas that got their arms chopped off for them diamonds. You really think they won't come and get your your shit? And my thing too about diamonds is like that is not how you gonna sell it and make a profit? Cause just think about it. If you're sitting on a certain amount of money in diamonds. You can't sell it for what it's worth. No. Because if they're not getting it out the store, they're not going to get it from you if you're selling it at the same price. And if you're selling it for cheaper, you're dumb as fuck because you're losing out on... What are they doing? Are they pawning it? I guess it, that was their plan. But even then... you still not getting the full value. Yeah. And then they put, I think, a 30-day hold on everything now. Because they run it to make sure it's not gotta, stolen. Yeah. Ain't nobody dumb enough to accept no stolen jewelry. Are you fucking serious? That's how you end up in prison. Big big jail. Big jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit's wild. Like, bro, what? That's how you end up working on one of them camps. <laughs> I cannot imagine stealing a million dollars worth of diamonds and trying to flip it. Nah, it, that shit ain't worth it. It's almost as dumb as like the barbershop thing of stealing the ATM. Nigga. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, bro. As soon as you bust that shit open, an alarm gonna go off. That's number one. Yeah. Niggas are dumb. They are. Like, I'm surprised that we still have bank robberies in 2023. That's some bold fucking shit. Who robbing the banks? You know, uh, was it that Regions and Madison got hit, what, three times last year? What? The one, one on Madison bank- Boulevard? I think so. It was one of the banks out in Madison. Remember when we were in high school and North Alabama Bank used to get hit all the time? Mm-hmm. And then we had to get on lockdown? Because, I mean, if a nigga's dumb enough to run up in a bank, he'll run up in a fucking school. That shit's crazy. It's robbing season. It's sad, honestly. Yeah. But it's like, you, that's what happens when you put people in bad situations all the year, all over the year. Mm-hmm. And now it's Christmas time and you're trying to make sun shake. People hungry. Niggas got to eat me. Yeah. Hey. That's that. Listen, I will never work in a bank or a gas station. 
gas station is, bro. Yeah. I'm pretty sure gas station attendants be seeing some shit. Oh, yeah. I want no parts of that shit. Mm-mm. It's so many new gas stations popping up. Like, uh, I feel like Circle K is, are they buying out Mapco? They bought out Mapco, yeah. So all the Mapcos in Huntsville are going to be Circle Ks, I think, by the end of this month. Which is lit. I love Circle K. They got I love all Circle the K. shit. Them tornadoes, the little taquito things. Them pretzels, nigga? What's that? Uh, that raceway on, they just made a new raceway on 72. I went in there. That shit is nice. Where? Uh, at the corner of Shields and Seventy Two. Oh, okay. Over be- behind the Taco Bell and McDonald's okay. or the old Taco Bell. I'm still surprised nobody's bought that building and tried to do something. Same. But that uh raceway has like it's a truck stop too. Mm. But it's almost like they're trying to be on some Bucky shit. Mm-hmm. They got like clothes and other shit. Mm. But they have a, a an ice cream like bar. What? With like sprinkles and shit. What? <laughs> this is gonna be the most random podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we just talking I at know. this point. <laughs> like, I still haven't been to Bucky's. I need to go. I haven't been to Bucky's yet either. It's cause it's in Athens. Hey, look, bro. I- <laughs> I don't I, have any reason no, to go to Athens. I ain't never out that way. It's nothing in Athens. But Still, racism. <laughs> literally. It feels like racism. Soon as you get soon as you listen. You drive far enough up 72 and you can feel it. Uh-huh. There's that tension. <laughs> it's in the air. <laughs> when you see them little mom and pops gas stations and shit, I'll be like, oh uh-huh. yeah. I like that uh the Confederate flag is gone, but Trump uh, MAGA stuff is the new Confederate flag to where you be like, mm, not stopping there. Can't fool me. I almost got <laughs> Gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, fuck Athens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if I ain't going to Bucky's, I don't got no reason to go. <laughs> They tried to trick us by giving us a Bucky's to be like, oh, y'all almost got me. And it ain't even far from me at this point, but shit. Hey, it's far away in mentality-wise. Very much. A different world. Bruh, I don't want no parts of fucking Athens. Navy Federal thing. Mm-mm. So they did a report on CNN that Navy Federal has been turning down black people for home loans. Not at a similar pace to white people. Yeah, I, I have. I have been seeing that. So it had like if white people made like 60,000 a year with the same uh, debt to income ratio. As people making 120000 if you were black, they were turning down the loans for black people. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, bro. That's why, like, when motherfuckers be preaching, like, capitalism and, like, the only way we can lift ourselves up is by starting businesses and all this shit. 
the man's still gonna find a way to fuck us over. That's the literal history of us in this country. Yep. Like we build our communities or we try to build our communities and then they come through and steal the shit from us. Like our grandparents and great grandparents had land stolen from them left and right. Yeah. It's it's just never ending. Even even when you are a black person who is quote unquote pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and you've been successful and you get in a good neighborhood, you still got to deal with bullshit within the neighborhood. Yeah. That usually ends up pushing you out or you deal with a bunch of bullshit on a day-to-day basis because of your racist neighbors. Like uh, these homeowner associations, first and foremost, are rooted literally in segregation. Literally, it's the KKK. Yeah, it's the White Citizens Council. Swear to God. And they do that to police people in their own communities. So therefore, if you're a black family, you move to the suburbs and you got kids. They are profiling the fuck out of your kids. I say that as somebody who has friends who we were getting profiled when we went to their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. We'd be outside talking. They're selling drugs. Literally called the police on us in Doug's neighborhood. Like in the 2000s. Yes, this is 2007. Let's get chased out of new market on some bullshit. Yeah. Like, I am glad that my parents moved us out here and they gave us a better education and better opportunities. But there are certain things that we had to experience by living in white middle class, middle to upper middle class areas that we wouldn't have had the experience of the places. Seeking validation from whiteness is a beast within itself. And it's so hard because it's like, this is the fucking, we can't escape it. It's nothing we can do about it. No. Being citizens, like, we have to deal with it. We have to find ways around it. And then that's why it's bullshit that even when you try to go about it, quote unquote, the right way, they still go put you on some bullshit. You yeah. making double what a white person makes and they're getting approved for a loan for a house that's more money that's what at least four or five times what they make. Yep. And then houses create generational wealth. That's how they keep the fucking head start going. Now they got rid of affirmative action and all these other things. And I'm looking around this motherfucker like, what the fuck are we doing? We slipping back into the bullshit. And niggas is arguing about getting flued out. (laughs) Y'all motherfuckers better wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bro. I just feel like, sadly, this is just something that we will always have to deal with. But this is how, like, it gets crazy. So, I've been, like, reading stuff about, you know, at UAH is a black family that's suing UAH for uh, land that was taken away from them. Yeah. Have you heard about it? Mm-mm. Okay. So apparently it was this black family that owned 10 acres of land back in like the fifties. 
um, city of Huntsville came in and tried to lowball. Goddamn. Siri fucking listening. <laughs> oh shit, I'm on I'm on that list. <laughs> <laughs> the feds is watching. But yeah. So um they own 10 acres of land. And then they came in and tried the lowball offer them. And the fan was like, I'm not selling my land. And so years later, the city condemns the land. Takes it by intimate, intimate domain, sells it to UAH, and now it's parking lots and stuff on that land. That's crazy. But it happens all the time. Like, before gentrification, there was urban renewal. And what urban renewal was, was removing black people from urban areas. Mm-hmm. The original location of A&M was where Von Braun Center is. Church Street used to be where black neighborhoods and black businesses were. Mm-hmm. Segregation, uh, right around the 50s, when they start doing like the interstate system and all the other things, that's when they start moving black people out. Edmonton Heights over by AM uh, was created as a black neighborhood for like upper middle class people. So they tried to get a lot of black GIs and stuff to move there. That was the only neighborhood in Huntsville that was built specifically for black people. Mm-hmm. But think about how much wealth was lost in urban renewal. How many people were displaced? It'll make you mad. They will push us out by any means necessary. And they'll find new ways to do it. And so now you look at the Navy Federal shit and you're just like, yeah. Just watching what they've been doing with the projects. Out there on Governors. Oh, yeah. I remember I got into a a heated debate with somebody we know. It was about six years ago. I was telling him, in about five years, they're going to start taking all those projects and everything out. He's like, they're not going to do that. They're not just going to move people out. Bull fucking shit. Once they start developing areas, if it's valuable, eyesores, Right around that, like radius. Yeah, that shit ain't gonna be there for long. I I felt that once Campus Eight Hundred Five became a thing. Me too. And then I was like, because with Low Mill, it was like okay, like we will be okay. But then when Campus Eight Hundred Five came, I was like, this is a shift. Like something about to happen. Like with Low Mill, it was it's a it was a hippie vibe to it. Yeah. To where they weren't trying to, they're trying to have their hippie spaces, but they were like, you could tell they were Huntsville natives. It was a little bit, it's a little bit more inclusive. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not like on some classes type shit. Now the classism is coming. Now West Huntsville is probably the most comfortable I feel out. Yeah. But like just race wise, but it's still very elitist. But yeah, once uh, Campus Eight Hundred Five and then Stove House came, yep, I was like, uh-uh. here we go. Now they got the foundry over there. It's only gonna make sense. A lot of them old businesses gonna be bought out. Yep, flipped. 
And it's just like, damn, bro, like, where are these people going to go? Because the projects in Huntsville have been the projects for a while. like Since urban renewal, they literally. Have not, yeah, they have not moved. So, like, what are you going to do? A lot of these older apartments are going to be the new Section 8 shit. Because they ain't going to put them in these nice apartments. No. So, like, all the older ones, that's that's going to be it. This city is changing so quick. And it's, it's scary. It's kind of cool. I ain't gonna lie, it's cool. But <laughs> I'm afraid that we're gonna get priced out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be a very, like, Huntsville used to be pretty median. Like, you could, like, you could live. It's getting to where you can't just live. I don't know. We're gonna see. Then we got super villains coming to Huntsville. Darius Cooks. Oh my God. <laughs> Go. So I didn't really know who he was, like for real. Like I, I feel like I seen his face. What was his claim? What is his claim to fame? Uh, he is a self-taught cook that started like on like TikTok and YouTube and uh, Periscope. For those that remember on Twitter. So like he got a good following from people, especially black people. And then other people were like, I don't think that nigga knows how to cook. He had sugar to greens. Oh. <laughs> that reminds me of that one TikTok account. Uh it's the white lady. Her son's name's Josh. He always recording her cooking some wild ass shit. You ain't yeah. seen her make them pot of greens and dump like Two cups of sugar in it and, and some <laughs> cut up deli meat ham. And the greens wouldn't even cook down. I be blocking people like that. <laughs> like, I don't want to see no bullshit like that. Once I see you doing some nasty shit with food, I'm like, uh-uh. I done seen two black ass reaction videos and they were both from older people. One was somebody's granddaddy and one was somebody's grandma. <laughs> and they just kept looking and squinting like... What is she doing? What is she cooking? What is this? If you watch Darius cooks shit, you'll be you like, especially as somebody that knows how to cook, you'll be like, uh, uh-uh. hmm. absolutely not. Let me look up some of his stuff. But he just gives like he thinks the only way that he can reach people is by being an asshole. Like, yeah, you just want to start mess. He's entitled, and it's like, bro, who the fuck are you? Why was he even in Huntsville? So basically, he's been doing food reviews. He's like the evil Keith Lee. <laughs> He'd be going to black-owned spots and be being extra and shit. He got kicked out of some places. Oh, we got to talk about uh, Keith Lee in a minute, too, after this. But, um, yeah, I didn't like his whole G's bullshit talking about... He didn't, he didn't even really have a critique other than he just waited... Which everybody who's ever been to G's in Huntsville knows you go wait forever. And you don't pay until your food is ready. So he is talking about he paid and 
uh, it was going to take days for them to put it back on, or he was asking for a refund. Some bullshit. And they're like, nigga, that ain't even how it works at G's. He be going places and want people to uh, pull out the like red carpet for him. Like, nigga, who the fuck are you? Everybody in G's get treated the same. It don't matter. That's why I fucks with G's. If you white, black, brown, red, you all wait for food. What I hated, though, was everybody in Huntsville suddenly wanting to start talking about G's or posting about it. It's just like, y'all wasn't doing this shit before. Why y'all got to wait for somebody to do this type of thing? That's the one thing I don't like about Huntsville niggas. They will co-sign bullshit talk about our city or won't support shit. Like, everybody got a, like, a beef with G's. Get the fuck out of here. I love G's. Right. Y'all ain't never had nothing to say about G's before. And then plus, they got a big ass sign in G's that says, this is not fast food, nigga. <laughs> and then plus, it's certain staples in Huntsville that look, you go get the full Huntsville juice uh, support. If you fuck with uh, Betty Mays, Saks, or uh, G's. I love Betty Mays. And then R.I.P. Mangoes. <sighs> Miss Mangoes every day of my life. Okay, all these videos are too long. Yeah. It, ain't no, it ain't no snippets. And then M&K. M&K. Staples. Um, but yeah. But also, like he had this long-standing beef. With uh, the Kitchenista, and he was doxing people that criticized his view, his uh, videos, releasing like their kids' names and shit. Like a truly vile person. And he's also been doing these little dinner parties where he'd be serving his bullshit ass food to people and they act like it's an exclusive thing. So he'll rent out like an Airbnb and pretty much make like a supper club. Basically, he's a nobody. <laughs> yeah, he's a scammer. That's what it's giving you. He's the Sean King of uh, food. Yeah, I didn't like. I ain't, I ain't like how he was acting. It's just like you don't gotta be an asshole to be a critic. No, Keith Lee has made a whole uh, living out of it. Um, so Keith Lee was on the Breakfast Club, and you saw how DJ Envy tried to fucking clown him, talking about some you do it the hood way. You don't eat at the restaurant. You eat in your car, and it's like, nigga, you clear. That means you clearly don't even fucking really watch what the fuck he be doing, because it's a reason why he doesn't go in there because he's right. made a name for himself, and he knows that he's gonna get preferential treatment, and that's what he's trying to fucking avoid. Right. And he's trying to eat it while it's hot. And I'm just like, nigga, you, you of all people can't be talking about nobody being hood when you trying to scam motherfuckers out of their <laughs> fucking neighborhoods. Like, please be fucking for real. You are a predator. <laughs> Keith Lee was like, uh, you got on a wife beater and it's raining and cold outside, but I'm hood. Hello. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> he checked the fuck out of him. And I was like, yes, because I hate that waffle colored bastard. Bro, get it. Boycott DJ Envy. I'm so tired of Envy. 
being like, I don't know. He be trying to be elitist and ghetto at the same time. I'm just, uh, I'm just, why is the Breakfast Club still a thing? That's what I want to know. Now they got Jess Hilarious on there. Apparently she done butted heads with Sexy Red. Yep. Because she tried to play it uh, like she didn't know what she said about uh, Sexy Red. And yeah. she said something about like she thought her like coochie stank or some bullshit. She was like, what did I say that made you so bad? Just tell me. What did I say? What did I say? Girl, you know what the fuck you said. Somebody else made the point. They were like, I hate when people do that shit. When they uh act like they don't remember what the fuck they said about you. And then try to like almost gaslight you. Uh oh, my bad. And try to like almost gaslight you into being like, I mean, what I mean, if you could tell me what I said, like, bro, I didn't just make the shit up. You know what niggas is hating on you. Every black person in the world knows what a nigga's hating on them. Or even if you think that they might be hating on you, you go ask them and go check them the way, way Keith Lee did it. Is it? But I just, DJ Envy. Leave Keith Lee alone. He ain't doing nothing but the Lord's work out Literally. here. And he's, he stays to himself. He's very humble. All he out here trying to do is help people. Literally. And he ain't doing shit but just eating food and telling us what he thinks about it. And telling us about the customer service. And he don't even he don't even be rude about it. Even when he experiences bad customer service, he he's never rude about it. He's just honest. Yeah. People. So why? I feel like DJ Envy don't be doing research at all. No. And so he just be going on the vibes. Yep. Like, it's just like, who was it? Oh, when Chloe went up there and she asked him, like, what song did she like? And he's like, oh. Right. <laughs> like, he has made such a fool of himself on this show. First of all, putting him and his wife business out there. I would divorce a nigga immediately if we have kept infidelity scandals under wraps for you to go on fucking national radio and tell everybody our business. And then he he used to go into details about their sex life and shit. I'm just like, you are embarrassing this woman. A corny ass nigga. That's what he is. I don't like that motherfucker. You know how bad it, it is for me to hate you more than Charlemagne? Like, I hate Charlemagne. I don't think people understand how much I hate Charlemagne. <laughs> Charlemagne actually been been pretty tame compared to DJ yes. Envy lately. Like, Angela left, and Envy be wild ever since. And Charlemagne is the voice of reason. How That's the crazy. fuck is Charlemagne the voice of reason that in shit your room? Crazy. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have fucking thought, bro? Because Charlemagne used to be wilding off the hinges, wilding.
just, I don't know. I'd be always like thinking like hypothetically, if it was like if we became like big interviewers, I don't feel like we'd be on some bullshit like these people be on. No. Plus, you gotta, we, you gotta be able to read the room. Plus, we're really good interviewers. Yeah. Well, we've conducted some very legit interviews. You know, we kind of, kind of good at this shit. Yeah, we out here. <laughs> it, got, it got to be in you, not on you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like new media is changing now to where now we're looking at some of these people like, what the fuck are you do? Like, the shit Envy's doing now would have been okay in the early 2000s. When it was new. Or when, like, when the Breakfast Breakfast Club first came out and Charlemagne was doing the wild shit. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, Charlemagne was like, yo, let's switch places real quick. <laughs> I wonder. Maybe that's a part of his rebrand. It might be, now that I think about it. The the episodes I have watched of them, the, not the ones with Jess Hilarious, because I hate Jess Hilarious. Um, what's the other girl that fills in? She's a good one. Because I watched a Boosie one. Mm, she's younger I haven't really watched The Breakfast Club I watched a Boosie interview another nigga I hate but that nigga is hilarious that's a real nigga through and through yep good (laughs) bad whatever that's a real nigga (laughs) but I also think with uh, Charlemagne and DJ Envy Charlemagne has taken steps to better himself as he gets older like he actually talks about going to therapy and Couples counseling and addressing, you know, all the fucked up shit when he was a kid and with his dad. And, like, mm-hmm. you don't see Envy doing none of that shit. If anything, Envy is regressing as he keeps bringing children in the world, which is insane. That's literally insane. Yeah. You got, like, ten kids at this point. You got kids in college and you wilding the fuck out. Then talking about he... Tr- Didn't they say that he was trying to uh, get Howard to to have real estate courses or he wouldn't let his daughter go to Howard. I think it was Hampton. Cause he went to Hampton. Okay. But yeah, he was like, uh, I don't think it's, why is it that uh, HBCUs don't invest in uh real estate? Most colleges don't have real estate courses. Bro, these real estate niggas are something else. Them the scammers. I swear. Them real estate niggas and them, uh, trust quit- me. I used to work for one. <laughs> 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 Woo. <laughs> <laughs> we go ahead. Woo woo woo. The thing in general, I know it's a reason why certain companies make certain women the face of their brand and I know it's a reason why certain women get hired in certain positions, but it's a nut like it's another level of scam, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like people realize that niggas is horny and niggas will give you money and just ran with it. Like to levels to where it's just like you think every nigga is an idiot or just this horny bastard who can't see past yeah. a nice ass and a nice face. You know that this house is pretty much built with paper mache <laughs> and plastic screws. 
Plato. <laughs> but you you just you just know people gonna overlook it because you cute, you Cause, sexy. Because you a bad bitch. It's uh what is it called? Yassifying. Uh <laughs> yes. Yes, queen. It's just the real estate market agents. But it's not even just the real estate shit. Like, even when you were talking about like your experience with crew and the bottle girls. Yeah. It's the same type of shit. It's almost like they took. Look, all right, this is a politically incorrect podcast. Fuck it. <laughs> it's like they took elements of like stripper culture. Like as far as like enticing mm-hmm. and tried to like broaden it. And that only works to like, I mean, that's why it's important as men or just anybody in general to have sexual discipline. So motherfuckers can't just run you like a fucking mark mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, oh, she got, she got titties out. Let me give her thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Like, get the fuck out of here, lady. <laughs> I feel like a bottle girl is such a glorified position. For one, it's new. In the entertainment uh, world, this bottle girl thing. But, like, they really aren't providing an experience. They're not, like I said, other than bringing a bottle out with some sparklers stuck to it and a, and a little sign with the lights and shit, they're not attending to you. And I think it's also, like, it's gotten away from what actual, like, what I assume bottle girls originally started to where it was a service thing. I th- I thought it was a thing where like this is your section for the night. You're assigned to be here to take care of these people, but it's literally like they bring your shit out and that's it. But I think that's people watering down what it like, you know what I'm saying? Like ain't no reason Huntsville should have bottle girls. These smaller clubs and stuff, you shouldn't have like bottle shit like that. It's just niggas trying to flex. Bottle girls are basically supposed to be what a server is in a restaurant. So normally, obviously, in like bigger cities with bigger clubs and bigger celebrities and clientele, you have a bottle girl and she is here for you and only you, especially if you're buying multiple bottles. They're always taken care of. They're checking your bottle levels, making right. sure you don't need anything else. You don't need any more juice. You need any more Red Bull. You need more ice. You need more cups. What do you need? You want to order food? Now it's just like these bottle girls, they come and bring your bottle. They're gone for an hour. Mm-hmm. You don't hear from them. You Game. get ready to leave. They don't even check on you to see nothing. Game fucked up, bro. Bro, it's crazy. They all think we're fucking marks. It's wild out here. Like. Dressed like fucking Playboy bunnies just to walk a bottle out. And just expect niggas to just give you a tip because you're pretty. Bitch, you got to work for this money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an old school uh, strip tipper. I don't like it. I don't like it. Bitch, I'm pretty too. Now what? <laughs> That's why you and Kayla were really bad. Like, hold up, bitch. What the fuck is we paying for? <laughs> $200 for one bottle. I 
really want to know how the tip breakdown works. As a bottle girl, you sell a bottle. What do you get off of that? Do you only get cash if they tip you, or are you getting a percentage of them sales? I wonder. Once again, if the bottle girl is listening to this and you made it through all the hate, somebody answered <laughs> all the all the, the disgust we've had with you. I need answers because why is this bottle five hundred times the market price? If you ain't getting no money off of it, right? If you had to dress like a Playboy bunny for it, so you mean to tell me that it's a possibility that you can make zero dollars if nobody gives you cash? Because I'm just trying to understand why else would this bottle be this much? Because <laughs> niggas will pay for it. They playing in our faces, bro. That's really playing. what it is. All of these motherfuckers is playing in our faces. And now it's not just like big companies trying to scam us. It's just regular, regular ass niggas just trying to scam. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's another effect of social media. They know that we see celebrities and all, not even celebrities, just, just anybody else in any of these other bigger cities living a certain way and having certain experiences. And so they know that we're trying to be able to be on the same shit and post the same type of you know, eliteness, but like at what cost? And then also the way I'm wired, I like a good drink. Everybody knows that. The way I'm wired, I'd rather have a dope food experience any day of the week than have popping bottles in the club. I'm a drink on my own. I'm gonna take care of that. Baby, with two hundred dollars you could have an amazing food experience in Huntsville. Yes. At at a five star restaurant. Right. And I'm going to get full service. They go, whatever you need. <laughs> my water is refilled. Right. My drinks keep coming when I need them to, unless I say stop. Like, this shit is, it's, everything is a fucking scam. Wake up, people. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. And they targeting the brokest people. Yep. In this fucking industry, which is the young 20s who knew to it. And this is what they think the club is all about. They're buying new outfits off of Shein every week <laughs> just, just to go to the club. And just take to a cause pollution in the future. Just to go to the club and take a picture. You know how much damage Sheen has probably done to uh, the global the warming? Atmosphere? <laughs> what? These cheap ass fucking outfits that the niggas ozone layer is in shambles. Hey, maybe it is the end of the world. More I think about it, I don't see no good coming out. None of this bullshit. Literally, and it might just be that we just old niggas now, and we like no. Then plus, we were in a club in the last great era of the club when niggas was dancing, niggas was jugging and shit. (sighs) Soldier boy Eulin and whatnot. You in the club, uh, dressed like you're going to business casual, <laughs> and a girl's just throwing it back on you to bring it back, whipping and nay nay. <laughs> you you are in a sweater in the club, <laughs> and this girl is twerking on you, <laughs> uh, and she's twerking so hard you. You fall back and your niggas prop you up. I got you. you got your entourage <laughs> for reinforcement. 
bro, that shit needs to be fun as fuck. Rolling deep as fucking into the club. Crossroads. Oh, R.I.P. Crossroads. All I, all I think of was Crossroads. Man, they we they need to make a documentary about Crossroads. I remember, uh, we saw Big Crit Crossroads. That shit was lit as fuck. Crossroads could have had bottle girls and it would have worked. It would have. It would have been some wild shit going on. I feel like that's probably one of the only clubs where that shit would have been okay. Yeah. Man, if somebody ever brought back a Crossroads like that and then <laughs> had security. <laughs> but it would only work if it's the same kind of layout, that upstairs and downstairs layout. If not, it's just not going to feel the same. Bruh, walking through the club with two drinks in your head, seeing everybody you know. Hey, what up, bruh? That's the one place we could go downtown and be okay. Yep. Other than Amendment 21 when it became a thing. RP Amendment 21 also. Top level of Amendment 21 used to be bumping. Yep. You go up there and see every nigga in Huntsville. Man, I miss the old Huntsville, bro. Where you just knew to stay away from Savvy T's and Mickey's and shit. Yep. We was never on that side of the block. No. We was on one side of the courthouse. Unless we went to Voodoo to go. Uh, True. Have cheap ass drinks with Meredith. Voodoo ain't the same either. <laughs> uh-uh. Meredith, Lindsay, Zell, and uh, what's the tall dude's name? The tall black dude. Oh, uh, I see his face. I keep wanting to say Nathan, but that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta start videoing because we. <laughs> But yeah, mm. I miss old Huntsville. It'll never be the same. It won't. It's too, we're too far gone. Huntsville used to have its own culture. Yeah. And it's not anymore. Everybody just wants to recreate shit they see in other places. Yep. Huntsville was corny, but it was like, it was Huntsville. Now it's just like we're we're in that limbo of like trying to be a big city, almost a big city, which I mean, apparently we've surpassed Birmingham uh, population wise. Yeah. But we just keep I feel like we keep missing the mark a little bit. Like we're not even bringing the right restaurants here. Like I'm tired of these little taco joints and little put some real shit out here for us. We need some homegrown shit. Everything ain't got to be a franchise, nigga. I do want to try that one taco place. Uh, Condado. Yeah. Their uh, drinks look like they'd be good. Jason said it wasn't really that great. But then I seen, uh, what's his name on Twitter say it was good. So I don't know. Okay. What do we absolutely have to talk about? What else did we say? I, I said the thing about Draymond Green being a psycho, but yeah, ain't nothing to really discuss. That nigga's a fucking psycho. <laughs> See? Oh my God. I almost sent you this fucking TikTok today. Hold on. Did I like it? Because that shit was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the Taco Bell. <laughs> you just punching somebody with the Taco Bell thing. <laughs> 
Draymond Green is a menace to fucking society. Bro, that nigga is crazy. It all right. A couple weeks ago, he choked out Rudy Gobert. Did you see that video? No. <laughs> that was like they like the Warriors and the uh the Timberwolves had like a little tussle, or whatever, you know, basketball. They'd be like, they real like, hold me back, hold me back. Yeah. Draymond Green took it among himself to just all of a sudden grab Rudy Gobert, who wasn't doing anything, and uh, put him in a chokehold. I don't see how that nigga has made it this long. It's because they kept winning, and they were like the poster boys, like. A lot of time with basketball, whoever is the hot team gets away with a lot of bullshit. But Draymond Green, like, has stayed getting in bullshit since he's been in the league. They need to do a documentary at this point. What the fuck happened to you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's kicked so many people in the nuts. They could have a 30 for 30 on just his flagrant files alone. (laughs) (laughs) And then he always be like, I mean, what happened? I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that nigga, I was coming down in my elbow. Just what? He, uh, he, <laughs> his apology with something like, I apologize if, if I meant to do that. How you apologize if you meant to do something? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's a fucking psycho, man. He's weird. Um, Van Lathan and Bobani Jones had uh were on a podcast and they were talking about Draymond Green. And then Van Lathan was like, I don't think he's lying. Or I don't think he thinks he's lying. Like he talked about uh mythomania, where you like you think you're telling the truth because you're so used to exaggerating and doing things that when somebody addresses it, you're like, What are you talking about? Almost like what Kanye be doing. You gotta you gotta acknowledge that you wrong first and that's what they not gonna do. <laughs> like you wasn't even on the scene <laughs> initially. Like what? That's insane, bro. I wonder what he was saying. But you know, the NBA has hated Rudy Gobert for a long time because, you know, that's the nigga that started the outbreak. Yeah. Touched the goddamn bikes. He needs to just be, just retire. They suspended him indefinitely. I don't, man. You can't even choke it, niggas. <laughs> fucking niggas in the face. I mean, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> what? He, he did punch the dude in the face. What was his response to his suspension? I haven't seen him say anything yet. Because what can you say, honestly? I'm just curious, though, what his thoughts are. They asked Steve Curry. He was like, I mean, this is the man that choked put somebody in a chokehold a couple weeks ago. He needs to, man. I wonder, Steve Curry, I know he didn't have to get in his ass multiple times. Bruh, what can you tell a nigga that would <laughs> somebody in a chokehold? Oh, uh, so we had that. We had uh, Janelle James from Abbott Elementary. 
going viral for part of her stand-up a couple years ago. That was... I want to know how that shit resurfaced. I know. It's so crazy how things be kind of going under the radar and then suddenly we hate these people for shit that they did years ago. It's just like, where was everybody at years ago? Like, as far as I know, that that um, special was on Netflix. I didn't even know she did stand-up. Yeah. Like, um, I had seen some of her stand-up clips before. Um, it's just like uh, Quinta did stand up too. Mm-hmm. Um, that that bit wasn't funny. No, and it was it was very disturbing. It was weird for one, but funny was what is what it was not. Like it started off as weird, and it continued to weird, and then it got to the point where she talked about. Playing with her infant son's genitalia, which is saying it as light as I can, but that is insane. It's weird enough to talk about your son's dick. Yeah. And talk about that he's a man now. If you had just left it at that, it would have been a weird fucking joke. Yeah. Well, she was like, that dick needs a job. I was like, okay, you're like. Okay, okay. You are, uh, what's the word for when you make children grown, when you view view children as grown? Sexualizing them? Kind of, but not that. Oh. But that. But yeah, like adultifying them almost. Yeah. That was weird. And then, like, she just kept going. Literally. Like... Even 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 when the crowd died off from she laughing, kept going, and the joke didn't land. Like usually, you, like you extend the joke, and then you get the reaction, and then you redirect it. That never happened. She just, just kept finding ways to keep talking about her son's dick, and I'm like, girl, what is going on? What is the reason? <sighs> Child Protective Services, where are y'all? You are going to jail. (laughs) Police. (laughs) Police. Help. Help. Because she went from being like, you know, it used to be a little pee-pee or whatever she was saying. Like, you know, when he was little. It was was a wee-wee. Then you just play with the wee-wee. I was like, No. Absolutely not. No, I'm not really knowing people who playing with it. You clean them. Police! <laughs> <laughs> playing with it? No. Keep her away from all children. Oh, and now she's on a show with children. Now, to be fair, I don't think She's really a hazard to children. I don't think she's a danger. But you don't say shit like that. However, I do think that was wildly inappropriate. Absolutely. Under no circumstances should you ever make jokes like that. Because, they're one, they're not funny. But, you know. Why would you ever think that that's funny? You can talk about your child growing up in so many different ways. Yeah. But actually talking about their genitals? 
It's just like tons of people have talked about their children, like either having a mustache or something, or he feeling himself. He smelling he, himself. I found a hard sock by the bed. Right. You know, we've reached that age, but like actually talking about their genitals is disgusting. Bro, we're starting to have these conversations. But the way people talk about young black boys is very disgusting. In a way that, I mean, stranger danger goes up when anybody talks about little black girls, which it should. But the way people be grooming and abusing these little black boys is fucked up. It's um happening to grown men, too, because Christian Key's been all over the fucking Twitter. I saw that. Everybody thinks that it's Tyler Perry. Yeah. But he was talking about how it was... A famous celebrity back in the day on set, always bribing him and trying to force himself on him sexually and shit. And I'm just like, sheesh, bro. Bro. If it's Tyler Perry, that shit's going to be wild, which a lot of people already have said they suspected that nigga was gay. Like my thing ain't even about the gay thing. It's about him just being a predator. It's just same as the Diddy thing. Well, no, it's not no. about the gay thing. But no, like but it would. I, I mean, for him to be predatorious amongst men, I have long thought Tyler Perry was gay. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Also, I wouldn't be surprised that any man in a position like that abusing his power because. We see what's happening with Diddy. That nigga about to crumble. Ooh, it's about he, he to be been bad. real quiet these last two weeks. It's after, about after he put out that one IG story, right, bro? It's about to be bad. You know that people have always said that hip hop hasn't had a Me Too movement. About to have a Me Too movement now, nigga. But you know, sadly. I think the only reason that some of this shit is going to come to light is if his victims come out and some of them are men. Yeah. That's just the way homophobia works. Same thing with Tyler. Like, it is indeed Tyler Perry, which can't be that many uh, powerful black men in Hollywood. If it's Tyler Perry, though, a whole lot of shit about to get wild. But you know, that Boondocks episode of when they made fun of Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Like, he he called up to uh, Turner and told them to take to that take down. take it down, yeah. They read him for filth, though. The, some of them allegations have been out there for a while. Yeah. But we gonna see. But, yeah, the way people... And, uh... In Ta-Nehisi Coates' book, uh, Between the World and Me, and he talks about the black body. He talks about black male bodies and how they're uh, political in just in being. You start to see it, and then, like, you see that whole, like, motherfucker's obsession with uh, big black cock, like, like white boys, we talk about they be like, "Oh, she's dating a black guy. He's got a because he's got big cock." And mm-hmm. 
we live rent free in so many motherfuckers' minds. And sometimes even black women like on Twitter and shit be bordering on fetishization of black men. Mm-hmm. The ways that they talk about black men. It's like, bro, it's some nasty business going on. We need to redirect. <laughs> Come to Jesus. Right. We got to get some of this shit under control. Then we got take off and I mean, not take off. Offset. Got offset. And Cardi. Cardi just needs to leave that man alone. We were, we had just gotten to the point where we were starting to like offset. We, it looked like he was finally coming around being a wholesome. Right. Nigga. They were just on baby shark. And that shit was so cute. This nigga's doing Michael Jackson shit. And people were just letting him rock. He was doing great interviews and all this shit. Cardi got to quit going on live. But when she was on live, I, I could hear that fucking hurt in her voice, bro. She is yeah. broken. And that's she got to. She got to. That's Cardi B, bro. She got to get that nigga up out of there. That's the only way. I know it's hard, especially now they got two kids together. But he is failing her miserably in the public eye. I don't, I kind of don't even want to know what happened. It's got to be bad. That woman was having a full on meltdown. And it's not the first time, but that was probably one of the worst. That was troubling to where I'm like, I hope she's okay. She and she mentioned how she was vulnerable at this time. So I don't know if some shit was already going on or what. And then it was, I think it was Offset's birthday because he's, I mean, he's a Sag too. We ain't never beaten the Sagittarius allegations. Oh, every day. <laughs> every day it's like, oh, she is Sag, so it doesn't surprise me. I'm right. just like, damn. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Not me though. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, <laughs> the way she said that shit lets you know Not Kim me. might be a toxic Sagittarius woman. Not me. <laughs> I be trying to act like I'm not a toxic ass Sag. I'm, I'm toxic as fuck. No. <laughs> See, she gaslighting herself. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be me. <laughs> Not me, though. We oh, long man. established that December Sagittarius are a not me group of women right. and men. Like, you know, Offset is just probably like, shit, they ain't got shit to do with me, though. Yeah. But you know what's even wilder? Speaking of other toxic niggas, Blueface had put up that tweet saying, uh, Krishan just had sex with Cardi B's husband and that shit went 10 minutes and he was like absolutely not. He was like uh uh-uh, uh don't even lie like this my guy. But now if Offset smash <laughs> Krishan that's a nasty nigga bro. That's a nasty nigga. But whatever he did because they did show uh what's that Jade girl's name? That his fiance, quote unquote, his first baby mama. 
Was it? The like, light skin or the Hispanic looking whatever? Uh, no, uh, it's the girl that I think Cardi B had fought. Mm. She was in the same place as Offset See, I was on his birthday. Jade in. Oh. Not, yeah. I don't know. Who's Jade? Some... I don't be knowing who half of these like influencer people are. That's why I be feeling old as fuck. She sounds light skinned. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair assumption. <laughs> I don't know who she is, but I don't either. It's prettier. Never heard of her. They were talking about like she was at the same at Offset's birthday, and then she came out and said she wasn't. But I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's too much, bro. We we too far deep into celebrities' business, honestly. And then in the middle of Cardi having that breakdown, Nikki posted that meme of Michael Jackson hanging out the window, so everybody assumed it was a. Uh, knock it offset mm-hmm. and she said you need to take your nigga to a park and leave me the fuck alone yeah I saw that what is that about I guess talk about uh, Mr. Petty can't go to a park because he's a sex offender why would she marry <laughs> stand up <laughs> Black women, stand the fuck up. (laughs) God, what? I don't know. I'm disgusted. We we got to we got to get out of celebrities' business. It's too much. Yeah, and then like that day, it was just shit all day because Kanye was fucking spiraling. Talk about he got autism from a wreck, nigga. That is not not how how it it works. works. That is not how any of that works. They not mi- how it works. They misdiagnosed me, me with bipolar because I got autism from a wreck. No. No, sir. You are bipolar. Autism is not something you catch, though. You're born right. with it. So by saying it's something you call is insane for one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fucking insane. Bro. Oh. Tired. <laughs> I know. I'm like, bro, I got enough shit in my life going on. I don't want to hear nothing else. Leave me out of it. Get somebody else to do it. At this point, like, I just feel like we shouldn't know anything. I don't care who's separating, who's divorcing, who's breaking up, who cheated on who. We don't. Why is that our business? What are we going to do with that information? Nothing. Last thing. Did you see the Shannon Sharp thing where he's talking to Kirk Franklin? Uh Uh-uh. We might have to talk about that later. Was that the 50-50 thing? Uh, Partially, but it extended into other conversations. I think I may have seen a little clip of that. Shannon Sharp (laughs) is giving fuckboy energy. Yeah, very much. I mean, from when he was talking about how his girlfriend can't pass gas or do number two in the bathroom. Yeah, talk about how he he got to leave the house if he gonna go do that and all that. Like what? That was already like, huh? The, the weird thing is, if any other man 
said that, I'd be like, what are bathrooms for if you can't use them? Like, and you're rich. You got to have at least, multiple, at least five bathrooms. At least five bathrooms. Minimum. If anybody else did it, it's almost like, you know, a 40 year old virgin when he was like, uh, her boobs felt like sand. Anyway, have you felt it? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Like, have you been around a woman? Yeah, have you been around a human woman before? Right. Like, <laughs> Are you? You're a virgin. <laughs> Is Shannon Sharp a virgin? Or we <laughs> have bodily functions. He's just, he's catering to the worst niggas amongst us. Yeah. And then the other thing is, like I said this on Twitter. The funny thing is, the more and more he says, lets me know. That he was just getting women off being good looking and in shape. Mm-hmm. You're having money. Yeah. No personality. No, like, I I like his sports commentary and stuff. But, like, we talk about women and shit. Be like, bro. And I feel then, like he, I, I feel like he probably also goes for younger women. Because he also definitely. just gives, like, chastising daddy vibes. Yep. Like, so for some women, it's a sense of security almost. He ain't dating no woman older than 30. He can't be. 30 no is pushing it. No way. I just, I don't want to be that guy. I have no desire to be chasing young women. I don't want to chase young women right now. My cutoff, <laughs> about 28. Woo wee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mine is 34. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher subscribe.